Hey there, everybody. It's Michael. Thanks for listening uh, to the podcast this week. Uh, before we start today, um, I just wanted to mention uh, the passing of Willie Spence, uh, who was on American Idol a couple years ago. Uh, Madeline and I, we watched American Idol a couple years ago because uh, Hunter Metz was on there and we knew him personally. He's led worship at our church. and um, But we started watching American Idol that season and uh, we were just completely blown away by Willie Spence. Uh, the guy has a ridiculous voice, um, sings, I mean, just incredibly gifted, um, and, and used those talents to glorify God and, um, just tragically, uh, in an accident, uh, passed away, uh, this week. So, man, uh, it kind of reminds you how fragile life is and, how fast all of this stuff can just be gone. So uh, that's reminded me today to, to be thankful for what I have and the people that I have in my life and uh, to cherish those moments uh, with my family and with my wife and with our uh, son that's on the way. And uh, yeah, uh, but... If you don't know who Willie Spence is, um, I would I would highly recommend you go check out some of his music, um, and you will you will know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, the good die young, you know that's what they say. So uh, rest in peace, Willie. Um, my thoughts and prayers go to out to all of his family and friends and those who knew him personally. Uh, it's weird when you are legitimately saddened by the passing of somebody that you don't know. Um, but that said, uh, Joel and I talked about tonight's episode of Survivor, so I will let us get to that. Just wanted to say that on the front end. So tell the people that you love how you feel. And welcome into The Clingers Have Spoken. I'm Joel Klinger. Alongside me through Zoom is Michael Klinger. And we just watched episode four of season 43 of Survivor. Um, so, Michael, how are you feeling? Feeling good, man. Uh, fun episode. We got to see each tribe doing something. It was a good time and uh, exciting. Bringing back the old steal something from the other tribe camp reward uh, Madeline and I have been watching Survivor Pearl Islands, and we watched Sandra uh, go to the other camp and steal a tarp after a reward uh, yet just yesterday. So, uh, yeah, a fun episode tonight, and I liked it. What about you? Yeah, it was good. Um, we definitely got to see a lot of red tribe and blue tribe, right? Um, some minor yellow tribe stuff in there, but... Um, 
yeah, it was it was great because like you got to see like the dialogue of like, well, we could just really go for the jugular here and screw them, or we could you know get what would actually be beneficial to us, which without a flint is almost nothing. Um, and I thought it was interesting. I would have liked to seen that conversation flesh out more um, because they didn't seem to have like an agreement when Cody left. They kind of left that as like a secret, and then Cody. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Cody, like, kind of went, like, negotiator mode on that one. But, like, I don't know if that was, like, a only him thing, that that was his plan, or if that was, like, a group thing. They didn't even show him coming back with the stuff, you know? So I would have liked to have seen him come back, and they'd be like, what the heck? Or, like, wow. Or, like, that's, it felt unresolved for me, personally. It seemed like it was three to one. They didn't want to take the machete. They wanted to take something else, and he wanted the machete. So I think the editors were trying to make you think when he showed up and asked for the machete that he was going off script, but he was fully intending on not walking away with the machete the whole time. And I thought Cody played it masterfully because he kind of threw the rest of his tribe under the bus to them and was like, hey, I'm just the messenger here. They told me to take the machete. And now he's looking like he's the reasonable person by letting them barter with him and negotiate so that he's looking like, hey, we kind of like Cody. Like, you know, his tribe wanted something else, but he was cool with us. And that's just not what happened at all. Cody totally played them. Cody's a great survivor character. Great character. Yeah, Cody is living up to he's he's living beyond my expectations for him. Like when, when the season started, I was like, oh, this guy, you know, he's just going to want to be out here and do flips and whatnot. But no, man, this dude's like, he's a gamer for sure. Now he, it seems he can be a bit hot tempered at times. So we'll see if that comes back to bite him at any point and a bit, uh, instinctual, I guess, as like, as a positive way of saying that. Um, but yeah, like a, a great move by Cody. And I wonder how the conversation went back at camp. Um, because yeah, I think, I think he did gain a little trust with the blue tribe unless Carla, like she was telling her tribe was like, we just gave him so much. Like he just played us. Like, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if they caught onto that because Carla, I don't think is buying it, but the rest of them maybe are, um, which is a positive for Cody. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought that was super interesting and I'm, that may have ramifications down the road. And even in the next challenge we saw in, in the immunity challenge, we saw the red tribe help out the yellow tribe to win um, and, and send the blue tribe to tribal. And um, I thought that was interesting. Like the numbers weren't that different, right? Like it wasn't like we were talking like, season 41 where we've got like six on the blue tribe and then like three on the others, you know, it's like they have five and they have six. Like, why is it really that important that the five person tribe win over the six person tribe? And I wonder if that was a conversation that the red tribe had, or if Noel was just like, Hey, do this, you know? I mean, I feel like you probably have a lot of conversations while you're out there. So they probably said, man, I hope blue loses. I don't want them going into the merge up two on us and um, running the game at that point. But yeah, I mean, ultimately five and six isn't a huge deal. I saw someone online making the argument that you want them to not go to tribal before the merge because then they're the obvious targets 
and the two of your tribes can team up against them. And eh, I don't know. I mean, last time we saw that, uh, it did not really go as planned uh, in season 41. I mean, they basically ran the table, and, and one, one of their tribe mates won the whole thing. So, I mean, I would want, I personally would have wanted Coco to lose. Plus, it looks like that yellow tribe is a hot mess. So, you want to keep all of those <laughs> players in the game and uh, disliking each other, wanting to turn on each other. Just the way that they were, the way that they're talking to each other, the yellow tribe in front of the other tribes uh-huh. is uh, not. Not really a vibe. I mean, it's yeah. it, it's kind of it would be obvious to me as someone on the other tribe that those people do not like each other, uh, especially they do not like Gabler. I, I like, I don't know. I just don't. I at least hold it together in front of the other tribes. Mm-hmm. But just like just the amount of sass and like back talk and I get it. Like emotions are high and tempers are flaring, but. Just going at each other in public like that is not really good for your tribe, and it's making your tribe look not together and looking like an easy target to pull apart uh, come emerge. Yeah, was that just Owen, or was it Owen and Sammy? I mean, I think at different points it was... Like the whole tribe. So, yeah, I think at, at, the, at the challenge it was Owen and Sammy, and then at camp, Ellie was going at Gabler, and it's like... Yeah. I get it. Like, Gabler is probably annoying them, but it's not that bad. Like, he's not that bad. It's it's been a it's it's been a week. You guys, like, hold it together, hold it together, guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was just yeah. I mean, that would be annoying though, because Gabler was like saying, "That's it. You've got it. Like, we got it. We got it. We got it." It's like, bro, no. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, do, do you not, do you not get it? Like, do you not understand, um, some things about this game? And, uh, you know, he was just trying to keep him warm. He was trying to put a palm frond over him while they're asleep. Like he's just being a good guy. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I well, mean, I like that the- would annoy me if I was asleep and I got woken up by someone putting a palm frond on me, but yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It's like, I mean, I mean, I has he like- not watched Survivor? Like at this point, you should if if that would if that was a helpful tool, you would have seen more people doing that. Sleeping mm-hmm. under palm fronds. That's not a thing that happens because it's not a thing that adds comfort or warmth. It's just uncomfortable. It adds it's, like a, a hard sticky thing on top of it. Yeah, you. it's just itchy. Like what what are you doing, bro? Um yeah, that would yeah, that made no sense to me. And like I feel like the way to be seen around camp as like a good camp tribe member is to like do like the things that, you know, do like the normal things, right? Like go catch a fish. Uh help build a decent shelter. Go get water. You know, like pick some berries or go get bananas, whatever whatever it is. You don't need like to go to like fine tuning touches and things like that. Like people, because that could be taken the wrong way. I feel like there are some tribes in survivor where some people do those things and it pays off for them a lot, but I've seen way more often than not, the more you show your quirks and like what, what like you think is what they need and what they would want. No, it, it comes back to bite you like pretty big. So I feel like, you know, uh, conform a little bit, right? 
do do a lot, but but you know, general things, not not sticking a a palm frond on someone while they're sleeping. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's just like classic, like different generation problems. Like, you know, I could see, like, I could see, like a a woman, a fifty year old woman, a woman that's Gabler's age. If you're seeing that as like a a thing, it's like, oh, that's really kind that you thought about me to to try to put this palm frond on me, and that, I just don't think that was really connecting with the people in the tribe. And yeah, I mean, old people are at a disadvantage in Survivor when everyone else is like thirty and down. I mean, as we saw tonight, we're just now saying this, but Lindsay got voted out. That was her own fault. But I think that you know. She's probably starting to think, and she's probably thinking, you know, I'm the old lady on this tribe. It's probably me. I bet I'm going home if they're not talking to me constantly. I think it might be me, and that might have been the unmentioned source of her paranoia. Okay, so that whole thing was fascinating to me. Okay, let's 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 go a little bit more on Lindsay here. She was paranoid, um, but, and it's not shocking to me that she was paranoid. I feel like we saw signs of it. She's kind of like the stereotypical player that would be paranoid at that spot. Um, But also, like, she said that she would be voted out because she was so much of a threat. And if you watched till the end and watched her post vote out, she at least said that she was, she was like, she played her hardest and that's what bit her. And it's like, no, 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 mm-mm, no, you, you, you got voted out because you were bad. Like you were, you were bad. You were bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're you just were, not, you, you did not do a good job at playing survivor. If you were like mediocre, you would have been fine. You would have been good. You wouldn't, you would have made it. You would still be alive, but no, you were, you were bad. Um, and I think that that's, that's interesting because maybe that's just her like trying to make herself believe that she actually did play a good game of survivor. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but that's just like such a classic at this point in the game, paranoia vote out, you know, like a few, a few episodes in, we're like a week on the Island and the person's just like, oh, I, I think I'm going to go home. I think I'm going to go home. And it's like, well, if you say that out loud too many times, then you, you probably are just straight up. Yeah, I mean, Madeline said it best to me. She was like, she literally, like, they they haven't been to tribal council yet, so she doesn't really know if she can trust these people or not. Which, like, none of them know that, but you have to at least project confidence in right. your alliance. Like, And, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people who go home and they were completely blindsided at the first vote, and that happens. But like, if you if you've been like making good relationships, you haven't rubbed anyone the wrong way. You haven't been a total liability in challenges, and everyone on your tribe has told you that they're not putting you down. I mean, and then you get a little bit paranoid, and you say, "Hey, uh, I think it's me." And then the amount of effort that James put in to convince her that it was not her is not something that you do 
if it is that person. Right. Like, at that point, you just say, okay, I guess, like, if you don't want to believe me, that's fine. But I'm just telling you, it's not you. But he, like, he had to make sure and walk her through everything so that she wouldn't blow up the plan. And she was still not really able to be convinced that it wasn't going to be her, which is which is pretty bad. That was, like, infuriating to watch. James, like, and I liked that because they were showing James being interviewed like normally, and then they just held it as he just turned around and filled up his water. Did you notice that? Like, I had never seen, I guess, like, he was alone, and it wasn't really like a testimonial or a confessional or anything, but he was just talking, like, out loud to the cameras, to himself, I guess, and he was just like... I mean, he, was, he wasn't looking into the camera. I think he was probably looking at a producer next to the camera. Right. Yeah, I'd never seen that before because he was just like, what the heck? What the heck am I supposed to do? This is dumb. She's being dumb. I'm furious. And then he just turned around and walked away and they held that shot there for like three seconds. That was the weird, that was one of the, that, I have never seen a shot like that. And there was nothing after and they just, they just showed him walking off. He didn't hit anything. He just like walked off. I had never seen a Survivor episode have that kind of thing in it. Um and I watched it, I was like, man, I'd be pissed too. That's stupid. Like, what is she thinking? Like, that's what, how James is feeling. I, I would feel that exact same way. That is totally justifiable. Because, like, I mean, didn't, it wasn't Lindsay one of the people that he had, like, a tight connection with? Like, wasn't it, like, her and, like, Carla? Well, yeah. I mean, it was supposed to be the three women and James is, like, the first alliance that they established in the tribe They've made it look a few different ways. They've tried to make it look like it was the three women and James, Ryan and Gio were definitely together, and then Ryan, Gio, and James were a thing because they're the guys, and then it was the guys and the girls, but then the girls were like, well, we've got James. And so that was the whole thing, and then he had Carla paired up with Gio in a couple different conversations, uh, but I think she's definitely soured on him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so anyway... The whole Lindsay thing was wild. But let's move on. All of a sudden, they all don't like Geo? Like, did I miss? Did I miss, like, some conversations where Geo was, like, phased out? Because I felt like Geo was tight with, like, Carla and Ryan. Like, they, like neither of them would ever even think about voting Geo out at that point. I mean, I still don't think Ryan would think of voting Geo out. Yeah. I think I think that Carla, like from the beginning, it's kind of seemed like Carla and James are kind of the middle pair in that tribe, and that uh, Cassidy and Lindsay were on one side of Carla, and then Gio and Ryan were on one side of James, but James and Carla were together, and so it, it's kind of it's kind of breaking down like the red tribe Vessi did at first, where you had uh, Cody and Neca on one end, and you had. Jesse and Dwight in the middle, and you had uh, Justine and and uh, Noel on the other end. So I mean, uh-huh. that, I feel like that's happens a lot in six person tribes, and of course there's there's things going on cross, but that's what they've shown us. I mean, the thing is, like Geo was probably annoying them a little bit before; they just didn't show it because there's that's not, hadn't been relevant to those episodes' plots, you know. And I feel yeah. like it was actually relevant to the plot here. They had to get some different people in the 
in the vote out queue to kind of spice this episode up a little bit. I mean, when they came back from tribal council and Gio's like, hey, there's going to be a lot of names thrown out today, but it's Cassidy. I was like, no chance it's Cassidy because <laughs> y'all just got back from tribal council. There's still like a lot of time left in this episode. I was like, okay, yeah. so it's not Cassidy. We know that. And then, and then it immediately got turned to Geo, and I was like, okay, this I feels a little bit. This feels a little bit more real. But once Lindsay yeah. started spiraling, I was like, I don't know because I feel like it really was going to be Geo, and now I, I think it's probably going to be Lindsay. But like, you just, I don't know. So here's the thing: when I was watching Carla during all this, I think Carla's she's being presented like she's a really good Survivor player. Right. Yeah. But when I watch her facial expressions, I feel like she's giving a lot away. So, Mm -hmm. for instance, uh, one of the last conversations they showed before they went to Tribal, uh, it was the four, the three women and James sitting on the log out by the beach. And they're like, who are you voting for? And Lindsay says, I'm voting for Gio. I, I, I have to trust you guys, you know, whatever. And James says, okay. And he gets up and he stands up and Carla like stares him down, like dead in his eyes. Like I, we, we're totally going to vote her out. Right. Like that was the conversation that she had with her eyes. Yeah. And it's like, dude, she's sitting right there. And so like, if she's already paranoid and she sees that, like w- she should have played her shot in the dark at that point. So I don't know. I, I'm just like not convinced that Carla's doing super good. Another example is, uh, and I guess I I was wrong on this one because this is uh, before Jeff read the votes. I was like, I think Geo's going home because when when he gets up there and he says, "Does anyone have an advantage or an idol?" She looks right at Geo. Yeah. So I don't know if she just knows he has has something. Does he have something? Someone uh, over there has something. Right? Yeah, maybe I think he maybe found the beware advantage or something. No, Carla found the beware advantage. Yeah, I don't know. Does you have anything? I don't know. I don't know, but I don't know. I I feel like Carla is a very like she's very likable. She's gonna ride the middle the whole way. I mean, her and Jesse are both like gonna gonna ride the middle. They're gonna try to get as far as they can that way. And I think if Carla and Jesse hook up, they'll be like the ultimate middle riders together. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know if they will now. Now that red and red and blue kind of have beef now, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, but yeah, Carla, I felt like she at a couple times this episode she was giving a lot away in front of the people that she was about to like stab in the back. So I don't okay. know. That's one thing to keep an eye on. I wouldn't be surprised if. Later this season, we see it in a scene where someone's like, why did you make that face at him right there? And she's like, uh, uh, what face? I don't know what you're talking about. Let me ask you this, okay? Um, is there any chance that that was, like, intentional to make Lindsay more paranoid? Because maybe Carla's like, if Lindsay shows any signs of paranoia, I don't want her. And at any time, like, we're just going to be like... I don't. I'm. I don't care if I'm open about it because I know she has nothing. She's not going to do anything about it. So she. I mean, she could play a shot in the dark. Yeah, but that's has nothing. anyone that's played nothing. that yet this season? No. I guess. No. I guess people are doing a better job about 
gaming it out to where um, people are so blindsided that they are not even playing their shot in the dark. Well, I mean, it's pretty worthless, right? It's not, I mean, unless... I mean, a like, 16% chance at an immunity idol is not worthless. That's like saying, okay, the only reason you would play that is if you think that you have an 84% chance of going home if, if you cast a vote. That's, that's, saying, that's saying that you are almost 100% sure that you're going to go home so, like, that's the only way that you would play your shot in the dark. Like, that's that mathematic. You would have to know that you were going home pretty much for sure in order to even think about playing that. That I mean, unless you think that your vote doesn't matter anyways. You know, like, if you're like, my vote isn't going to make a difference and there's a 50-50 chance I'm gone. So that's not an 84% chance, but that would be a situation where you would want to play it. Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, that would really only raise your percentages chance by, like, 6%. Like, that's not, like, that big of a jump. Um, I, I would never play a shot in the dark. I would never play it. Even, even if I knew I was going home, I still wouldn't play it. Because well, that's it's just dumb. Like, you should. Why... Why would I play it though? Because like that's that makes no sense. Like I I would be at least sixteen percent sure that I know nothing on Survivor. So like I like I wouldn't know enough to be able to play it. I feel like you never know enough information on Survivor. So if you think you're gonna go home, you may be right, you may be wrong. Like I don't know. That it doesn't really make much sense unless you get down to like bottom six. I mean so. I- if no one has come to you and told you who you should vote for, you're, you're getting voted out. You should play your shot in the dark. If you haven't had a single conversation where anyone even told you who you should vote for, that is a red flag. Yeah, I still wouldn't use it, though. Um, Have we talked enough about the red versus blue in the immunity challenge? I mean, that has never happened before. In a three-tribe format. Well, where one tribe helped another? Yeah, not an immunity challenge. I mean, I feel like there's, there's definitely been tribes that have probably shared looks. and But, like, at least on the show, we've never seen a tribe openly helping another tribe solve a puzzle I, that, that I can remember. And Mike Bloom tweeted this out, too, and he would know. So I think that... Uh, I think that's probably true. I mean... It's ultimately we'll see how consequential that is. I think there's a good chance the blue tribe says, Hey, it's just a game. Like they're, that's just part of the game. I'm still good to work with some of these people after the merge, but I could also see where the blue tribe, it becomes like an us against the world thing. And, uh, they're able to pull in a disgruntled person here and there, and they kind of run the game post merge. So I don't know what's going to happen. I, I also think that Yellow Tribe was going to win the challenge anyways. Like, the Blue Tribe took forever on the first puzzle. Uh, Mm -hmm. They were last getting to the second puzzle. There's a good chance they were going to lose anyways. Frankly, I looked at that puzzle, and I thought I could have done it faster than at least the Yellow and Blue Tribes. I really think that I could have done better on that puzzle. And 
I don't say that about every puzzle. I don't say it about most puzzles. But for whatever reason, this puzzle, I was like, I actually think I could do that one. And so I was shocked that it was they were struggling with it so much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ryan took forever with those blocks, too. Like, he really struggled. Yeah. I mean, I was telling Matt, I'm like, if you're getting tired throwing at, at it's just that many blocks, then you've missed, you've just missed a lot. Like you've thrown it a lot of times where you right. haven't hit anything. Well, they, I think the first one bad. they showed, the first one they showed, he literally threw it through, like yeah, that's through bad the luck. triangle. That's bad like, luck. Not touching one of them. And I could not believe that. I was like, that's, that is pinpoint accuracy. Like that's insane. Um, but I mean, it looks like those bigger blocks were like pretty big pretty weighty you know um but cody just flew through that thing man and the, i feel like that challenge was made for him like the chucking and then the walking with the balancing cody had a great episode he had an yeah. awesome episode i mean madeline said that i think she kind of feels like cody might might be the the winner here and i said mm. probably not because everyone's gonna see that he's gonna be the winner and they'll probably vote him off but I, if I was if I was uh, doing a Survivor stock watch situation here, I'd say Cody's stock is way up. I would say Noelle's stock is way up. She mm-hmm. she has gone from the bottom to the top, in my opinion, in the last couple episodes here. Um, the way that she handled herself last episode, even though she could have very easily been voted out, I was impressed by that. Uh, Carla, I think, is still looking pretty good. Ellie mm-hmm. stock way down. Yeah. Uh, Gabler stock way Gabler down. Gabler stock way down. Honestly, Sammy stock way down. Way uh, down. Not okay. Not, not not bottoming out with those other people, but he he was not getting. He did not look as poised and normal as uh, as he had before. Like. He's telling people he's 22 instead of telling people he's 19, but then he's hitting the gritty after the immunity challenge. <laughs> like, that's not, that's not winning you anybody's favor, really, I wouldn't think. Uh, so I, yeah, I think that it, things are going to be pretty interesting. Um, Dwight, he's got, he's got no chance. Uh, just... Everything yeah. I've seen from Dwight has been lackluster to this point. I feel like he's on the bottom of the red tribe right now. Like, I feel like Noel is kind of cool with Cody. You know, like they're kind of cool with each other. I think Dwight's just kind of there. Yeah. Um, I think that like Dwight and Noel probably connected quickly because of their age. But I think over time, Noel is finding that she actually is more similar to like Cody uh, yeah. and Jesse. And, um, yeah, I, I, I think Noelle's, Noelle is starting to feel like she's getting like, she's getting the hero. She's getting that shine all of a sudden. Um, yeah. and I like what I'm seeing from her. I, I really like it. So, uh, but do you, I mean, so let's say you're on the beach, uh, at final seven, there's a girl with one leg there. Uh, you vote that person out, right? I mean, um, I don't know. She's kind of she's like a Paralympian, right? Like it's not like it's not like she's just any ragtag Joe. I mean, she you know, like she I, lost her leg like not that long ago. I mean, like less than ten years ago. 
But here's the thing. Everybody else on that island has to have something, right? That's true. That's true. So it's like, I'm, I would never feel like, oh, this person has too big of a story unless like their mother is dying of cancer at home right now. You know, like it's like, that's, I feel like losing a leg, losing a limb, she's lost it. She's dealt with it. She's a Paralympian. She's, she's, she's already climbed obstacles. You know, she's reached, she's over, she's overcome the things in, in her own life, you know? Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too worried about voting her out. I do think there is an obvious merge boot, like a very obvious merge boot. And it's Ryan. I think that dude is the easiest merge boot I have ever seen in my life because he seems like, like just looking at him, he is the most physically daunting person out here. And he has like no social game. He is just like, like sweet butter up guy, you know, like he's, he's just very nice. Um, but he's still like physically capable. He can run really fast, you know, he's, he's, I, he's going to be the first vote out that I would put money on that right now. You know, like that's, that's, that's such an obvious vote out for me. Well, it's funny that you say that. Cause like, I do feel like he's an obvious person going to be an obvious target at the merge, but I just feel like these challenge beast type people, they don't really get voted out at the merge, like merge boot type people. When I think of merge boot, I think of someone that's like, so far, been pretty inconsequential to the story and doesn't really have, like, a lot of tight connections. Like, Sydney in like, season but 41. But they're kind of attached to, like, someone who is important. Yeah, like, season 41, Sydney going home. Like I, like, I felt like that was kind of, like, your typical merge boot situation. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's uh, Janine could be a Janine type type mm. vote. She seems like someone who might get voted out. I know that uh, Rob Sesternino on his what to expect in, in episode four, a uh, little five minute deal he does before every survivor episode, he predicted Janine would go out tonight. So, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't see anyone on that yellow tribe having much of a chance long-term in this season. Like, I just, I'm just not seeing that. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Yellow Tribe got out four in a row, like at the merge, and then it was kind of a showdown from there. That wouldn't surprise me at all. That would be fun. I would like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Blue Tribe needs to lose again before that can happen. They got to lose again post merge for that to happen. Yeah. So here's the thing I actually called the first episode, I said Geo was going to get out before the merge, and I was almost right according to the edit. Um, and I still may be right. Um, but I am very glad that Cassidy does not appear to be on the block. Like Cassidy actually appears to have some type of like depth and they're giving her quite a bit of, uh, of, of cuts, right? Um, more, she's definitely more visible than like purple Kelly or, you know, just the generic white girl. And she actually has like things to say and like she actually seems to be processing the game at like a normal rate, which I appreciate. So I hope that she doesn't go because she seems she seems chill and she seems like she's actually like somewhat of a player in this game. So I mean you you'd probably go out on a date with her, right? Yeah, yeah. She seems chill. 
you know, yeah. and she's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. But Straight we're, up. we're for her game, though. We're talking about her game, her strategy. Yeah. But I mean, I like her strategy more than like Geo, you know, or Lindsay. If I had to watch Lindsay be paranoid for five more episodes, I would hate it. You know, like Cassidy's just like, look, I just don't like Geo. I want to get him out because I think he wants to get me out. I'm like, respect. Love it. <laughs> I feel like Lindsay thought that she was Chrissy from uh, Heroes, Healers, Hustlers, and she's just not. She's no. just not the like street. Like she's like she clearly didn't have it uh, when it when it got to crunch time. She completely uh, crapped the bed. So I don't. I don't. I don't know what. Uh, I think that that's probably what a lot of people saw in her. Like, if there's anyone out there who picked Lindsay to win preseason, that's kind of what they were projecting onto her. And that she proved tonight that that's she's not that she's not that woman. She's not that yeah. woman. Like what she did tonight with the whole paranoia thing didn't shock me. I would say like it maybe surprised me a little bit. But I think you, if you go back to the first few episodes, you could see moments where her head is moving 100 miles per hour when it needs to move 20. You know, like you could you could tell that she was like on edge and she was trying to do this, this, this and this and think that she had it all wrapped up. And then when she found out that she didn't, it all just came crumbling down. So like that does not shock me at all. But yeah, you're right. Like, I feel like there's a prototype for like the 40 year old white woman who like can actually like translate her life to the game and navigate relationships. Great. And it was not her. Um, she couldn't handle it. She she needed to slow down, and she just couldn't do it. Um, yeah. Anything else uh, on this episode before we move on? Uh, not not particularly on this episode. I'm glad that you're feeling up to do the podcast tonight. For those out there, Joel uh, has COVID, so yep. uh, he's this is Joel's uh, flu game, basically. So thank you, Joel, for 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 putting it out for us tonight. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Hopefully, hopefully it's, uh, you know, hopefully it's been good. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, I'm, in, I'm on a acetaminophen right now, so you can credit that if you want. Um, I'm also missing Mike Birbiglia's show at the Ryman tonight, which I'm sad about, but I'm happy to be here. Um, you know, uh, he changed his, his tour date for a month in advance and just sent one email about it. So that's kind of sad. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I missed the Avid Brothers because I got food poisoning in college. And now I'm missing my favorite comedian. And it's just, my body is just like, you know, sets up for a great time and then it just shuts down. So, thanks, body. It do be like that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Tides are on bye week. What are you doing with the extra time? Uh... I have not even considered what I would be doing with the extra time yet. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I just have extra time on Sunday. I mean, so I'm still, I'm still, you know, listening to all my pod, all my Titans content. I'm still getting all that, so I'm not really saving myself too much time there. Uh, I mean, I guess I won't have to uh, be glued to a television for three hours. <laughs> I'll just be, you know mostly watching a television all day on Sunday, you know, instead. So, uh, that could be good. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing too crazy. Uh, Oh, fans of this podcast will like, will like this, that I am going to the survivor, uh, survivor watch party at doghouse saloon next Wednesday night. 
Johnny Fairplay and Sandra Diaz Twine, the queen of Survivor, are going to be there. Madeline and I are going to be there. So if you want to meet Sandra, you want to meet Johnny Fairplay, you want to hang out with me, come down to Doghouse Saloon next Wednesday night. It's going to be fun. Uh, you get tickets. Go to SurvivorTix.com. Uh, it's the Nashville, uh, the Nashville date, which is uh, the 19th next Wednesday. It's going to be popping off. Uh, I've never been to a Survivor event. I've never spent my. I've never even bought a Survivor buff. So I'm excited. Um, VIP, $75 for a VIP ticket where you get to meet these people and you get a Survivor buff and they'll sign your autograph. You get a picture with them. It's pretty cool. $25 if you just want to show up for the watch party and they'll be there. Um, but yeah, pretty cool. I mean, I've, I've met. Um, one person that's been on Survivor, Baylor Wilson, uh, because she uh, is a regular at the coffee shop I work at. Uh, but other than that, I, I don't, I don't, I've never met any Survivors, and getting to meet the Queen of Survivor is going to be pretty sick. Yeah, and you'll be there, so yeah. just like a great time to meet Survivor legends, and you know, and get other a drink huge with, with Survivor Michael. nerds. Yeah, um, so it sounds like fun. Uh, well, that is going to be it. Um, this has been episode four of season 43 of the Clingers have spoken and Ivan Joel Klinger that is with Michael Klinger and, uh, yeah, we've spoken. Thanks guys. See ya.